Welcome to Moving On Sideways, a podcast about moving experiences and living situations that make you want to move. Um, once again, I am driving. This time I'm driving the other car. It's a Chevy Spark. Um, it's a 2013, and the year currently is 2020. So it's only seven years old, as opposed to my other car, which is more than 25 years old. Um, and has less than 50,000 miles on it, so most likely going to work out well. I'd like to give an update about the uh, the car of the last uh, podcast. Um, I did make it home okay without the car breaking down. And oddly enough, or actually kind of expectedly, when I was driving slower, um, so the closer I got to home, the slower I was driving because there was a lot more stoplights and lower speed limits and things like that. But uh, uh, the closer, so it, while I was driving slower, the car wasn't really having those problems much anymore. Um, but those problems, like I said, they've been happening for two years now. They, they seem to be related to um, air conditioning, which is very strange. But whenever it's the summer and I'm using air conditioning, the car tends to do that. And in the winter, or even the middle to late fall in the spring, um, it doesn't do it at all. And it's, it's just an interesting situation. Uh, and, you know, and, and one of the many reasons to have two cars is that the more I drive that car, the less miles I'm putting on this better car. Um, yeah. So these cars are almost opposite of each other. Like like that car, this car, this car the you know, the quote-unquote nice one, um, it has really, really bad suspension. Like, I don't know if it has any suspension at all. You feel, you feel everything on the road. Which actually, there's something about that that's kind of cool, I think. But um, the, the other cars... It's more like a tank, in my opinion. Like, it's just uh, driving on a dirt road or a gravel road or whatever with a bunch of potholes. You barely, you barely notice them. It kind of just, it kind of slowly bounces up and down when uh, when there's, like, potholes, whereas this one is just immediately, you feel every little thing. I, I, I'm not, uh, if you, it's like you feel like a pregnant hand. I, have, uh, I heard that expression somewhere, so I don't want to pretend that I was, um, I don't want to pretend that I came up with that on my own, but I thought it was hilarious when I heard it somewhere. Um, but I heard someone who was talking about a different type of car that he really didn't like very much. <laughs> but yeah, actually, actually, I'm like real. Uh, what's the word? I'm uh, I'm real uh, conservative with the word love. Like I don't like to throw around the word love very much. But I almost love this car. I, I, I like it quite a lot. Um, it's kind of it's a new, somewhat of a new experience for me. I used to drive like really long time ago, used to drive small, um, sub, you know, subcompact cars or whatever, or, I mean, at least very small cars, and, but, th- but they didn't have much, they didn't have that much of an engine, this one, like, is weird, it's like, it's not expensive at all, but it's, uh, it's extremely small, um, but it's got, like, a pretty good engine, not like a turbo engine, but it can pretty much always, it can accelerate relatively well, and it can actually, I haven't even driven it super fast, so I don't know how fast it can go. But I mean, it just it seems to handle uh, pretty much the same as any other car, um, as far as like you know being able to keep up with fast cars and things like that. But but like the main thing I'm getting at is that the acceleration is pretty good, and it actually makes a lot of noise when it accelerates. But like I actually like that. It reminds me of like a race car or something. And the other car, it's kind of interesting. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, but both <laughs> both cars don't look sporty at all. They look extremely unsporty. Like the other car looks like a grandmother's car or something, um, and this car looks like 
<laughs> also a grandmother's car. But this this car looks like uh, like a kid who just is like graduating high school or something, like a like a starter car or whatever. But they both have like a way more power than you would assume. Like the other car has really good power actually. Like if I'm at a stoplight, um, the car that almost broke down on me. <laughs> if I'm at a stoplight, I can and uh, there's people you know to the right of me and left of me or whatever. I can almost I can almost always guarantee that I can, if I want to, I can get way ahead of them within like two or three seconds of the light turning green because the car has really good pickup. Um, which is like one reason I don't want to just get rid of it. Like it's it's a pretty fun car to drive. Like both of them are actually kind of kind of nice. Um, but the other one is just really old and uh, it, it drove me crazy when I it was the only car I was driving. Uh, one reason I was, it was well, one reason it was driving me crazy is because of the seat. Um, but the other, this, yeah, the, <laughs> this is my uncle's before he died. He was like, definitely over 300 pounds. He was really tall, but he was also fat and his broad shoulder too. So he's a giant guy. Like 300 pounds, is, he's got to be way over that. He probably was over 400 pounds. And I'm sure in his life he was definitely over 400 pounds because he, he did get, you know, he get a little thinner when he was older. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I think that him sitting in that seat kind of like somewhat ruined the seat. Uh, the seat's not very good. So when I was commuting um, 40, at least 40 minutes to and from work each way um, a couple years ago, and actually two years ago exactly, and, uh, and I had that car. Over the course of four or five months, it was driving me crazy, and I was just like, I have to get another car. Um, but, 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 like, when I drive that car, I'm not putting the miles on this car, etc. I was expecting to talk about, oh, yeah, well, I was expecting to talk about that other car, but I was expecting it to go this long, but it doesn't need to be, these podcasts don't need to be, um, you know, very planned out or anything. So, um, so, yeah, with that other car, I actually... You know, I was really kind of freaking out after that incident, which rightfully so, I should have been freaking out. It was pretty horrible that that the uh, gas pedal didn't work for maybe 10 seconds. Maybe it was really only like six seconds, but it, it, it seemed like a long time. And it, I bet it was at least 10 seconds. It was crazy. And I was, you know, I was driving um, somewhere around 60 miles an hour, and there are people around me doing the same thing. So all of a sudden I'm going, you know, down to like 45 or whatever. It's, it's like literally dangerous and I was uh there was traffic coming in from the right so I was like kind of waiting until so I could like merge get over the right and, and I was kind of basically planning on pulling over to the, pulling over to the shoulder because like the gas pedal wasn't working at all I it was gonna eventually slow down to nothing so I was just trying to plan it out so I could do it like but then uh, so I could do it uh carefully or whatever but um but then the gas pedal worked and then you know then it cut out a bunch more times on the way back but didn't cut out for a long period of time um, after that. I mean, I was thinking of getting rid of it. I was thinking of doing this, that, and the other. But I ended up getting a safety inspection. And it's funny how it's like doing that crap where it does that. And I passed the safety inspection. And I got an oil change too. So I've got that car for a while now. But but I think it's I really think it's related to the air conditioning, which doesn't make any sense at all. But it, it definitely happens more in the summer than or I mean it basically only happens in the summer or maybe like the early fall or whatever in the maybe late spring or something um and it may have happened once or twice in the cold weather but it does like it almost never happens in the cold weather and it might it maybe never happens i, I haven't kept that accurate of a log or anything 
So that's catching people up with the um, with that situation. So I went to uh, my our friend. Um, what, I'll say R because it's like all, all these characters I've already spoken about. Matt, Ronnie. I haven't spoken about that many other people, but um, so R, also three of ours, and a bunch of other people in our social circle. Um, our friend Josh had a get together last night. It was actually pretty pretty cool. Um, at one point, I was possibly going to ride there with uh, Matt and B. Uh, B is um, Matt's wife. I don't think I've mentioned her yet, but I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, she's Vietnamese. Um, I was possibly going to ride there, and I was I was thinking of trying to record a episode on the way there. Unfortunately, this is another episode where it's just me um, and no guests. But you know, that's just how it is, I guess. Right now, it'd be uh, maybe exciting when I finally get a guest on. <laughs> It, it's totally my fault. Like, I'm not reaching... I, I've been talking to Matt about being a guest, but I haven't actually, like, tried to do anything concrete about it. I've been really pathetic about trying to reach out and get a guest. Like, it's just... I, I wonder if I can get someone to do that for me or something. But, yeah, I, um... I don't really, like, really have the... It's funny, because I was, like, you know, hanging out talking to people at a party for hours last night. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like to call people and ask if they want to be a guest on the podcast or whatever. Um, it's, uh, it's it, it, you know, you might think maybe it's like a fear of rejection, but it's not. Like that might be the tiniest percentage of it. It's mostly not that. It's most. You know. You know. It kind of is. It's kind of like. Well, here's one thing. Like when you call someone, like, uh, and I've done this. I've had this happen a few times recently where kind of almost backfired on me like like I didn't want to get in a long text conversation or a long whatsapp conversation or facebook message conversation that lasts like two hours but it's over you know like someone sends someone a message and someone sends someone a message back like two minutes later it's, I mean you're basically not joining these things for two hours and you're I mean two hours is an exaggeration but I think it's kind of annoying chatting on the internet how it can take up so much time um so so a couple a couple times recently I've actually called someone because it's just like like, I, I can't stand, like, chatting for that long. It's just so annoying. But then I ended up on a phone conversation that lasts kind of a long time. So, um, so that's kind of funny to me. Anyways, it's, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could invite people through text or WhatsApp messages or whatever. I With different people, I have different ways of communicating. Like, basically, I think my mom is the only, like, especially routinely, my mom is the only person I, I text or maybe my sister and her husband, we have, like, a group text, um, and then I have a couple friends that I Facebook message with, very few, and, um, and then, and then quite a few, quite a few other people with WhatsApp, like, WhatsApp is actually, like, my go-to thing now, and I'm trying to convince my friends that are on Facebook to switch to WhatsApp, um, but they pretty much won't, <laughs> well, or at least the ones I've talked to, um, uh, well, one of my friends, uh, Steve, well, he would be great on, great on this, this podcast. I mean, like, anyone, honestly, would be great on this podcast, but some people would be even greater. And my friend Steve Saunders would be would be excellent. Because he's just, like, he's got, a, you know, he's got an opinion about everything. He's vocal, blah, blah, blah. Like, with him, it'd be like, okay, Steve, we're at 40 minutes. We're going to have to continue this next time. Or I'd probably just uh, possibly, like, he was really in the flow. I'd even just uh, stop it and then and then, like, start another one with him and then release that one uh, a week later. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a weekly podcast or not, but it might be. 
and so far I've released the first two on Sundays, so I might be, um, it's like, I'm going to kind of try to stick with some kind of a little bit of a um, consistency, but I might go a long time without doing podcast or whatever. But yeah, I, I, my opinion is that driving is a great time to do these podcasts, um, it, and <laughs> walking could be. I, I, that'd be really interesting to record one while walking. Um, that probably better to do that like in a more secluded area, because I I would feel kind of subconscious about recording a podcast with a bunch of people around. But that honestly could be kind of funny too. I was I, another thing I was possibly going to do yesterday was um, start start a podcast start recording a podcast. So basically, Matt and V drove by themselves, and I drove by myself. But one thing I was thinking of doing was start recording a podcast maybe 30 minutes before I got there, and have it so that when I got there, I was uh, recording an episode for like five minutes, and like just kind of spraying an episode on everyone. Like, hey, you know what? Okay, yeah, so so kind of spraying an episode on everyone. Like, hey, everyone, by the way, I'm uh, recording a podcast, and it's almost over. Like, I think it's just so weird and like be kind of funny people's reactions and stuff, but it's, uh, it's really good I didn't do that, because when I got there, it was, it was, uh, it was a little on the awkward side, like, I mean, at least in my eyes, it was, everyone was, like, extremely, there's more people there than I expected, first of all, like, there's, like, eight or nine people there, like, this is not a party party, but eight or nine people there, maybe even ten or eleven, I don't know, and, um, and, but they were, they're all basically dead silent, and there's really loud comedy on <laughs> comedy on TV, um, and it was just a little, uh, yeah, if I showed up with a podcast under those circumstances, it would have been terrible, because basically, I probably would have just had to leave the house for five minutes, wrap up the podcast, and come back, because it would honestly have been rude for me to talk over the, the uh, comedy coming from, um, basically the TV, it was outside, by the way, the party. But yeah, um, um, so one reason I, well, I wanted to record a podcast anyways, but one, one thing I wanted to talk about, but one thing I was going to talk to B about, um, is that I think she was in middle school when, uh, her family came over here from Vietnam. Um, it's kind of funny, her brother, I don't know how much younger than her, her brother is, maybe, maybe four, four or five years. I mean, actually, that's honestly a complete guess. Yes, so I would say three years at the minimum, and maybe like seven years at the most. I don't know. Uh, anyways, um, her brother has no um, accent at all, and she has a really strong accent. And uh, it's kind of unfortunate for her because she's told me that um, so she's bilingual, which is really cool. But um, she speaks English and Vietnamese. Um, she told she told us, you know, it's not like she only told me. She told the group that. Uh, when she went back to Vietnam, like, like her Vietnamese, her Vietnamese has gone, has gotten terrible, like, I mean, to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know it's terrible, like, I'd be like, well, you speak fluent Vietnamese, but, but she said, like, you know, it just sounds awful to her, you know, to local Vietnamese people, um, and, and she said that she, it's worse than uh, her English is, so she says that she speaks both languages badly, she doesn't speak any language fluently or, or perfectly or whatever, which is, uh, pretty, sucky for her, but, you know, at the same time, everyone can understand her, so it's not, it's not the word. Oh, in, in English, everyone can understand, I don't, I mean, I, I guess everyone is a strong word, but I, I can't imagine someone hearing anything she says and not being able to understand her, like, she doesn't have that strong of an accent, 
But it's a very strong accent where you can notice it. But you can definitely understand what she's saying. But I can see, like, you know, a very sheltered person that had never... I mean, I don't know. Or, and also, honestly, kind of a stupid person. Because you, you have to be kind of a stupid to not be able to understand someone with a strong... With a, with a medium accent, I think you have to be a little on the stupid side to not understand that. And I don't mean, like, stupid with everything... Um, you know, but like as far as language understanding and things like that, like as far as that skill, like you'd be very lacking and you would be very low in that skill and maybe better at other skills. Because I don't think, I think very few people are genuinely stupid with everything. I think people kind of like are strong with certain things and weak with other things. I'm very much that way. I've got definitely some strengths and weaknesses. Like I would say kind of over-exaggerated compared to most people. But I mean, most people probably are somewhat like that where they've got like these things where they're really good at some some stuff and really bad at other stuff Ugh. um but but yeah like um so the night before uh, i helped matt and b move a couple things and then but and they were also having dinner but i wasn't expecting the dinner and um and like in, in like um i i and so i just had so she had some white rice which i really like then she had like some uh beef uh broccoli and I wasn't in, I mean, I don't, I don't like either one of those things all that much, but I'm up for eating them a little bit, but I wasn't in the mood to eat, to eat those things. So I just ate, ate rice, and she made several comments about me uh, only eating rice. Um, and, I mean, I, I've, I've heard this, this type of thing from, like, Americans many times in my life, so it's not like, yeah. But um, somehow it made me think of, like, the cultural differences, because I think it might have been more offensive to her that I wasn't eating her food which I wasn't expecting for there to be food right away, you know, like, and also it wasn't, um, I'm just, this might mean nothing to most people, but to me, this, this kind of means something like it wasn't food after helping the, by the way, the helping the move was actually extremely easy. So it was really nice that they, I didn't have to do much at all. Just some, move some light things here and there. Um, of course I didn't have to do any of it. I volunteered, but anyways, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I sort of felt like, um, that she was, that she was a little bit insulted that I wasn't uh, eating uh, the food that she made. And I, and I sort of felt like that was like a cultural thing. Like, well, you, <laughs> I, I remember one time they, they invited me over to something and she was like, okay, we, we, we bought hot dogs for you because you don't eat Vietnamese food. And like, well, I don't eat hot dogs either. Or normal, I, don't, I definitely don't eat normal hot dogs. Like, I'd much rather have Vietnamese food than, than American half beef and half pork and half elephant. Uh, I'm trying to think of something disgusting, elephants or not. I mean, no one eats elephants, but I don't know. Like, I mean, regular hot dogs are disgusting. They're not going to eat a regular hot dog. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but then they, uh, then it, it kind of got me thinking about, um, it got me thinking about, about something that I've, that I experienced a really long time ago. Um, a different, different time period of my life than, than the Ashburn time period. So that was a, the Ashburn time period was around 2013, 14. Um, I'm going to talk about the, uh, about 2007 and 2008 now. Um, I, I moved, uh, in 2007, I moved to Virginia Beach. Um, and, and let me give a little backstory first. Uh, Virginia Beach is not only, well, it's a city, first of all. Uh, the city is not only a beach. Um, the city is actually gigantic geographically. Actually, it's also, oddly enough, the, uh, by population, it's the biggest city in Virginia, but it's one of those, it's, it's a weird, weird situation where like half of it 
is uh, it's, it's gigantic geographically. It's like bigger than most counties, um, and uh, half of it is farmland or like swampland or whatever woods or whatever. Um, but you know, but, my, but as far as the you know the densely populated areas, a lot of it's pretty far away from the actual ocean. I, I actually lived uh, about 30 minute drive from the ocean, maybe 25 points directly there, 20 or 25. I live like walking distance from the Chesapeake Bay. It's pretty pretty nice um, situation. I definitely can talk about actually living there and stuff. But but one thing specifically that I wanted to talk about was um, I didn't. I mean, I kind of would have guessed this anyways, but I really got to experience this um, when I when I moved there from Northern Virginia and Northern Virginia being a suburb of D.C. Um, Washington D.C. So anyways, I moved to Virginia Beach. Uh, the the pace of life was um, wasn't it wasn't extremely slow, but it was significantly slower, and it was and it was hard to get used to. Um, and actually, out of, out of all the you know culture changes or whatever, because it's more than that as far as like a culture change moving down there. Uh, but as far as all the culture changes, the hardest one to get used to was the fact that it was a slower pace of life. And I, w- I actually wasn't bored or anything like that, but just like being in line at a grocery store and just people moving slower than I'm used to, and just everything went slower than I'm used to, you know? Um, and, you know, people, like, just kind of in your way all the time or whatever. <laughs> and, and, like, going along with that, um, I, I found this out later. It's actually, in the north, um, it's not considered rude to bump into someone, but in the south, it's considered very rude. And and I remember, like, at least once bumping into some old guy giving this, him giving me this really bad look, like, what is wrong with you? Like, how could you do that to me? Oh, the oppression. But, um, yeah, so, uh, so I remember that. But, um, but, but yeah, so, so I lived down there for 14 months, and then I moved back to Northern Virginia. Um, but, but, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know at what point I got used to the slow pace of life or whatever. Maybe it was a couple months in or something. Um, it might it might have been a slow transition, or it might have been like all at once. I, I don't I really don't remember. And it's not it's not that I don't remember. It's that I can't actually I do remember, but I can't pinpoint a specific time period when just when it stopped being annoying to me or whatever. But when I moved back to Northern Virginia, I had adjusted to that slow pace of life, and then I was uh you know in a real fast pace of life again. Not not extremely fast, but you know one of the fastest paces of life in the entire planet, honestly. But there's probably some faster paces of life, like maybe New York City or whatever, but I mean, generally, I would say, for the most part, the U.S. has a faster pace of life than, like, almost any other country on Earth, um, people have this, like, stereotype about, like, Germany and Sweden and stuff, those places have slow paces of life, <laughs> they're, they're probably some of the slowest paces of life on Earth, like, they're, they're way slower than people think, and they're not efficient at all, they're very inefficient. I mean, it's a, it's a nice, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's, you know, just, it's the way they are or whatever. But, and it can be a good thing. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of good things to a slow pace of life. Like, one thing that annoys me, annoys me a lot is if I'm in a restaurant and I'm not ready to leave and um, they bring a check or whatever. Like, that does not happen in Europe. That's considered super rude. And I, and I consider it super rude, but in the U.S., it's like, that's extremely common. Anyways, so moved from Virginia Beach back to uh, Northern Virginia with the fast pace of life. And um, it took me, it literally took me years to get back, to get back into the fast pace of life. It was a harder adjustment to get back to the fast pace of life compared to moving to 
Virginia Beach at the slower pace of life. So that was an interesting experience. Um, I don't want to speak for people too much, but it kind of reminds me of my friend Matt. If he happens to listen to this, maybe he and I can talk about it in a future podcast. Um, but he, um, he grew up uh, in northern Virginia, but uh, not not in Woodbridge or Lake Ridge, like um, in Prince Edward County, which is the county that Woodbridge and Lake Ridge are in, um, but further, a little further out and a little more in the country. So I don't know if that was a fast pace of life or a slow pace of life or what. I don't know the culture over there that well or whatever. Definitely seemed a little more southern, but not like a lot at all, like the tiniest bit, I would say. Definitely his actual neighborhood was more rural, but, you know, that in Northern Virginia, that might not mean anything. Like, there's places closer to D.C. than Woodbridge that are, are actually rural, but doesn't mean doesn't mean it's like a country or southern way of life at all. It's nothing like that at all. It's like just big, expensive houses, but uh, big yards. <laughs> so anyways, um, when he was, I don't know, in middle school or high school, like almost positive middle school, they moved out to Front Royal, which is uh, like the Shenandoah Valley, which actually, uh, Josh lives in the Shenandoah Valley, so I'm actually driving home from the Shenandoah Valley right now. But yeah, they moved out there, and he and he um, went to high school there, and then lived there for years after high school. Like not not at home, he moved out, lived uh, outside of um, home for a long time. He actually has had really long commutes for a lot of his life. He actually works in Northern Virginia. Um, but anyways, um, so eventually he moved to Chantilly, which is uh, it's Northern Virginia, and it's it's even more it's even closer to D.C. than like. Manassas or probably Woodbridge too, um, and it's uh, it's definitely more of like a Northern Virginia vibe than, than even like Manassas or Woodbridge, um, and uh, I think that like people came across to him as really rude and like just kind of like beeping their horns all the time, or I mean not literally, but just kind of like um, people came across as like too fast-paced and kind of rude or whatever to him. And, and I think that's kind of, I think that's, and he not, not lives in Manassas, but I think that's, I, 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 I think that he didn't really adjust to that that lifestyle, and, and, and now they want to move uh, out to the country, or, you know, they live to a little bit more, rural. well, not a little bit more, a lot more, honestly, but a lot more of a rural setting than where they live now. Um, but it's not like, it's not like they're going to move out to the middle of nowhere or anything like that, but they're going to move to a more rural area, and there's definitely a totally different culture in like Shenandoah Valley or even areas that are like the mountains to the east of Shenandoah Valley. Um, totally different culture there than there is in Northern Virginia. Um, so they're kind of, kind of going to move back to where Matt lived for a long time. But, uh, that, it's just the, that whole, like, and I don't, I think it's a lot more than like the quote unquote fast pace of life that annoys him. Um, I think it's a way more than that. But, uh, and I, and I really like talking about that actually. But one, um, one thing specifically with uh, one thing specifically with um, people living in cities or country or whatever, because of uh, well, presumably because of uh, COVID nineteen, people are moving out of cities like crazy, and especially New York City. People are very much moving out of New York City. I I, I don't know if the values of the houses are going down there because of that fact, but uh, they're going like it's it's a crazy. Um, seller's market right now like my sister uh hopefully she's okay with me saying this but she put her condo in the market in april and she got a ratified contract the same day and and i've heard other stories 
like that too. People people are like selling their property, like in the, even the suburbs. Actually, my sister lived, or her condo was um, even close was closer to DC than any of these places I already said. There, it was in Fairfax, or it was, I don't think it was in Fairfax City, but it was very close to Fairfax City. So, uh, like real close to like a metro line to DC, um, and just you know like you know much more more urban than like these other places I'm talking about, like Woodbridge, Manassas, Chantilly. Um, but at the same time, it's outside of DC. People, I don't know if people are leaving D.C. I mean, I've, I mean, they probably are. People are leaving the cities, like, kind of like that. Like, so, like, a lot of people are working from home. And if you're working from home, what's the point? And what's the point of living in a crowded apartment in New York City, like, or, or other cities? It's just, like, it's almost pointless. And, and also, like, uh, these elevators with tons of people on them or whatever. Like, you, it's a lot easier to social distance um, when you're not... You know, you're not you're not in a really tall building or whatever. And I, I kind of want to make this podcast for, for, like, all time or whatever, so I'm going to maybe assume that so, at some point in time somebody is listening to this and doesn't know it so, or hasn't heard the term social distance. But with COVID-19 and 2020, we use this term constantly. And we came up with an arbitrary number, six feet. We, we keep saying that people should be six feet apart from each other. Well, I guess it's. I guess I also uh, should keep in mind that people listening to this podcast in 2020 might be kind of annoyed that I'm going over stuff that they've been hearing uh, 300 times, they probably literally over the last several months. <laughs> but yeah, we're wearing. We have to wear masks in grocery stores or any, anywhere that's like a public building. We have to wear masks, um, and we don't know when this is going to end. It's really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I told. Uh, Josh's wife's, wife's name is Catherine, and I told her, I told both of them about uh, the fact that I had uh, COVID-19, and they, they thought it was pretty interesting, because I, I might be the only person they, I don't know, I might be the only person they know that had it, generally, because they live, like I said, they live out in the Shenandoah Valley, um, they live in Winchester, and uh, people, and there's, you know, it's, my zip code in Manassas, um, at one point was the top five zip codes of, of these of Virginia for people for positive uh, COVID-19 tests. Um, and I, I was part of that statistic. But uh, out in uh, the Shenandoah Valley, the outbreak, you know, happened much less. Or, um, so it's, you know, it's more, it's a pretty big deal to, to actually meet someone that had it. But I mean, before I got it, I didn't know anybody that had it. I, I saw a couple of Facebook posts. I was even going to post about it on Facebook, actually, like right before I was diagnosed with it. I was going to post that, um, who do you know that, that has COVID? That, I, I didn't want to come across as skeptical. I just want to come across as neutral because like, I think it should be talked about. But I was going to say, who do you know that, do you know anyone that has COVID-19? Like, so basically tell us some details, blah, blah, blah. Because it was like on the news constantly in April and May, um, especially like late, like March and April was in the news constantly. I was just curious, like, you know, every single person, or most likely no one would have commented, but if people, was there, there was a law, everyone had to comment on my post, you know, and if all of them were like, no, I don't know anyone, I don't know, that would have been an interesting situation, but at the same time, if a third or half of them were like, oh, I know someone that has it, or had it, blah, 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 that would also be an interesting situation, that would be, you know, more, more in the lines of, neither one of them prove anything, but if a lot of people say they know someone that had it, then it's more proof that it is as big of a deal as, as they're making it out to be. 
But I, I mean, uh, at that time, I knew people that uh, were posting on Facebook that they actually knew people that died because of it. Um, like a girl I went to college with, her her childhood pastor died from it. Um, I actually have a coworker whose, whose mother died from it. Her mom was old, like my coworkers, you know, older than I am, anyways. But her mom died from it, and um, and, I, and I have another coworker who quit who quit recently. Uh, gave more than two weeks notice. Not like maybe when you still know that stuff. But uh, his aunt died from it, um, and, I, and I have long, long-lasting effects from it. But I don't know. I, I am kind of, I am kind of like it's like this contentious um, issue. It's, it's been ever since. It's been a huge issue. And when I say issue, I mean like a hot button issue, like an issue that people are instantly going to argue about. But I had this uh, this thing I thought of that I th- that to me is funny. That if you want to start an argument with anyone, just um, talk about COVID-19 because everyone has their opinion on it and it's just everyone's kind of forceful with their opinion as well <laughs> I'm uh, deciding right now um, if I'm going to go for a scooter ride for today I mean I kind of feel like I might as well thing is I, I'm the type of person that if I'm already in a certain place and I want to do a specific thing I'm very much like oh well, I'm already here so I might as well do it but it's like meanwhile, it's is like going way out of the way to do. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, one thing that about me besides the fact that I it, like think it's interesting with like, people's moving situations in my own or whatever. I also just like moving in general. Like I mean, notice how I'm talking about going on a scooter ride. Like that, that is the act of moving. And like to drive to where I want to go is like you know, it's a certain drive to get there or whatever. But but I'm kind of like in the I have like energy now and I'm kind of in the mood do it, so I really feel like, why not, <laughs> I might just go, like, 20 minutes in one direction, and then come back, a lot of times I do an hour in one direction, and then come back, and I kind of, I kind of overdid it, um, last week, but it's kind of on purpose, yeah, this week, the same week where I was driving back, and, and, uh, kind of, uh, um, I was driving back and had the car troubles, so, let's see, do I want to, want to wrap up anything about the, uh, the uh, moving thing. Well, I mean, not really, but um, when I said the moving thing, I meant the, uh, the faster, slower pace of life thing. That's what I meant. Um, no, not really, but I, I may obviously talk about that in the future. But yeah, but but, but now talking about the uh, scooter ride or whatever. So it's like it's like the situation where so I'm on 66 right now, and I would have to take 66 to where to get to. Um, no, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet this is another thing i don't know to me it goes along goes along with all of this stuff i uh, i ride the uh WNOD trail in segments um and i even call it uh stq1 and stq stands for scooter trek quest so it's scooter trek quest one or stq1 um and i and i ride right into segments and like uh right now i'm going to a very specific spot uh, in vienna and i'm going east um, and I'm kind of close to where it um, to where it ends on the east side. And when I finally get there, it'll be what I'm calling two laps. Well, I've done two laps. Or I mean, I get I don't like to say like I don't like to say definite things about the future. I'll have probably done two laps. <laughs> I'm like 11 miles away, so I definitely won't get there today. And I, you know, uh, maybe even maybe sometime in October, or November, and unless uh. One year I stopped um, stopped riding my scooter once it got to be like somewhat cold outside, but then later 
later that year, I just wrote it in the winter, and I was like, oh, you can totally do this in the winter. One reason I was, like, thinking about, yeah, you can do this in the winter is because I ski in the winter. So why can't you just wear heavy clothes, like, heavy coat and everything, ride a scooter in the winter? And it turned out that was exactly that, the exact uh, right thing to think. That was totally correct. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to a spot in Vienna, which is uh, going back to all this, this conversation about uh, close close to D.C. and not close to D.C. Um, Vienna is, I think, closer to D.C. than Fairfax City. Or it might be, like, equally distant but north of Fairfax City. So it's, like, a, par- like a parallel, not parallel. But, you know, like, if you put a circle around D.C., X miles out, like maybe 10 or something, it might go through both those places. But I think Vienna's probably just closer than Fairfax City. And <laughs> And one thing I've noticed on the uh, WNOD trail is that once you get to Arlington, which is real close to D.C., which is the eastern side of the WNOD trail, um, from my experiences so far, um, some of the riders, some of the bike riders or whatever on in that area, uh, are very rude and, like, and like yell at you, like, yell at you over, over nothing. Like, one time someone yelled at me because I didn't, supposedly I didn't look left before I crossed the trail, which is completely untrue. I definitely looked left. He yelled at me. This, more, more than one person has yelled at me for nothing, but uh, yelled at me, like, and I, and I do mean yell, by the way, because he was flying by on a bike, so he kind of had to yell to get, for me to say anything, or for me to hear him, I guess. But I, as he was uh, speeding away, I, I yelled back, yes, I did, because <laughs> it was true, I really did. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, so like, like I, I don't know if I could ever get used to people like that, like, I would never want to live in, like, Arlington or anywhere where people are, are like that. I think I'd be like that in Northern Virginia. Like, I'd be like, just, you know, never get used to that and never be like, oh, this is home. I love this place. It's like, I, I definitely don't want to be, you know, live around people like that. The funny thing is, I've been to D.C. many times. Um, I, before I started really getting to ride my scooter, I would actually go to take Metro to D.C. and take two walks. I did this quite a lot, actually. And I, I, the funny thing is, I've not noticed this attitude in D.C., which is obviously way more urban than Arlington. Um, but I have a theory about it that people in Arlington are mostly commuting. And even though they have a real short commute, I think the commute makes them more temperamental or something. I, I don't know. And Arlington also might have something to do with, like, money. Like, if you have more money, maybe you're more likely to be a not nice person or something. I mean, people in Arlington might actually have more money than people in D.C., um, despite what you might think or whatever. Because, like, D.C.'s got more roots. Like, people, you know, their grandparents are from there and stuff like that. Actually, my, my great-grandmother uh, lived in D.C., which is in the summer, in the D.C. area and D.C. That's very uncommon. <laughs> but, yeah. So, this has been a good uh, good podcast, in my opinion. Um, and I'll think of a title for it. That's all. Bye.